naysayers and to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because you know we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. Because we want you to be the most informed and inspired. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day with Herman Cain. And the most connected man in Washington. Jamie Dupree. Hello to the most connected man in Washington. Hey, Herman, just back uh, from down in the basement of the Capitol. So I was standing outside the room where uh, Republicans in the House were meeting this morning, sort of their morning after the State of the Union meeting. And what was interesting in talking with rank-and-file lawmakers as they came out, of course, look, they were not... Uh, too uh, favorable to the president's message last night in the State of the Union. But it was interesting to hear a number of them say uh, things like, you know, you got to give the guy some credit. He's got a lot of chutzpah, one lawmaker told me, saying that uh, the president obviously has forgotten or made himself forget what happened in November to his own party. Yeah. And that last night's speech to several lawmakers, they said to me today, that uh, they they thought the president was acting like it was 2009, like he had just won election for the first time. Yeah. So what's the answer for Republicans? A number of them said to me today that their answer is, look, it's obvious that this president and this administration is going to stay on the offense, that they've decided that that's their best effort against the GOP. So the GOP response has to be the the same. Stay on offense, approve their items on their agenda, tick off that list of things that they told the voters that they would do, and get as many of those things to the White House and force veto battles with the president. And then after the president vetoes enough things, maybe they can then make the argument that he's the one standing in the way of progress on issues. I, I don't think that there, there are some Republicans who believe, yeah, there's a little chance out there for negotiation and for compromise, but on the bigger issues, probably not. It's just more partisan warfare. Are some of the Democrats in the House and the Senate uh, showing any sort of willingness to want to, quote unquote, compromise and deal other than just doing it the president's way? Uh, I don't you know, I didn't sense from anybody any inclination on the GOP side to even think about uh, looking at the president's tax plans, uh, the, the idea of raising taxes whether it's on higher income earners or changing estate inheritance taxes or anything that the president's talked about, the White House has talked about in recent days, that just landed with a gigantic thud and really isn't going to be picked up by any Republicans. Now, while they call that a missed opportunity for bipartisanship, I do think they want to take the president up on his push for uh, trade uh, authority, uh, negotiation authority, which a lot of Democrats, in fact, they're having a news conference downstairs right now, they don't like. So that does sort of divide both parties. At the same time, I do think that some Republicans want to find a few small things that they agree with the president on or they might be able to and see if there's a way to get a few of those done and send them down and maybe then pave the way for further action. But when it comes to the budget, when it comes to taxes, I think what they took from last night's speech from the president was that he is ready to help the Democrats in 2016 and set their tone for the next elections, not to negotiate trade, uh, not to negotiate deals with Republicans uh, simply because they won the last election. Do you sense that the Democrats want to try to work with the Republicans? No, 
I, I think they look at it, you know, it's the same kind of thing. If we can find a few things they might say, then they'll do that. But they don't want to uh, abandon their principles either. I mean, again, this is like I always compare it to, you know, will your brother or sister finally admit that they were wrong about something in your family's history? Of course they're not going to do that. They're just going to keep fighting with you. Well, that's what we have here. The two parties just in constant warfare. Nobody's going to knuckle under and do anything. But I think with the Republicans, just as the Democrats were able at times to pick off a few Republicans here and there when the Democrats ran the show, the the GOP hopes they can pick off a few Democrats on things like the Keystone Pipeline and more. And maybe, just as uh, the Republicans under Newt Gingrich were able to do, maybe find a way to have some veto fights, but then translate it into actual bills getting done as well. I mean, uh, remember one thing. The president has been very proactive and very aggressive in the first few weeks of this year. He's flying out right now to Idaho. He'll be in Kansas tomorrow. He said last night he's going to keep taking his message around the country. You know, that's great. The bully pulpit can help you with the agenda but it can't help put a bill on the floor that you want passed nope. in the House and Senate when you don't control the levers of power in either the House or Senate. So so why is he out here selling stuff that's not going to sell? Well, I think for a lot of Republicans, they figure, they, their belief is that this is sort of his strategy to help the party, his party, more than anything else. I think Scott Walker, if I saw the governor of Wisconsin, said something on one of the morning shows this morning to the effect of the State of the Union speech last night was more of a Democratic Party speech than it was a State of the Union update. Now, I think for a lot of Republicans, the uh, the fact that they heard on one hand the president say, oh, come, come on, everybody, let's, uh, let's find bipartisan ways to solve problems. And then the next breath was, yeah, but I'm going to veto all these yeah, different things yeah, that you but, sent but me. But it, if it's not what I want, I'm going to veto it. And I think for a number of Republicans, that only crystallized their feelings that they've had, that they're not going to get that far with this president on a number of things. And so what they need to do is, as I was told by a number of GOP rank-and-file members today, is that they just need to stick to their agenda, pass the things that they can pass, get stuff through the Senate if possible, down to the president's desk, and uh, see if they can uh, fight some battles with him on veto fights on the Keystone Pipeline and more. Do you feel as if um, that within the GOP that there is a growing divide? I had uh, Stuart Varney ask me this question yesterday on his show about... uh, Am I on McConnell's side or am I on Ted Cruz's side? And I said, I'm on the side of the American people. It appears as if there are some trying to either create the perception that there's a big rift within the party or they're trying to help create a big rift in the party. Well, I do think there is a battle, just as we saw in the House of Representatives uh, over uh, Speaker Boehner, over what to do on immigration. For example, when uh, Senator McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, finally brings up that uh, bill that would restrict funding for the president's Uh, efforts on immigration and his recent immigration actions, I'm not sure every Republican will be on board. And there certainly aren't going to be 60 votes. Now, if if Senator Cruz and others want to have a big pitched battle inside the party, they can certainly do that. Free country, you know, you're you're your own man up here, you're your own operator. But I do think that there are a number of Republicans out there who wish that uh, that everybody would play more of a team game right now. The, I think some of the uh, more senior Republicans are worried that uh, too much energy is being spent fighting amongst themselves within the Republican Party and not enough showcasing the differences the GOP has with the, the Democrat now in the White House. Gotcha. Well, what else you got, Jamie? 
Uh, let's see. One of the things that came up this morning was that Speaker Boehner has invited uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu of Israel to come address the Congress in February. And some were seeing that maybe as a, a poke in the eye to the administration, since obviously Netanyahu sees things a lot differently on some issues, like additional sanctions against Iran, which the president last night very clearly said that he would veto if that bill came to him. Uh, you know, and and uh, Boehner was asked about it at a news conference just a little while ago. He said, no, it was not his intention to poke anybody in the eye. No, he was not right. trying to undermine the president. But at the same time, I think he made it very clear that he agrees with Netanyahu and wants to have, uh, uh, basically wants to give the Israeli prime minister a, a podium on which to stand and to speak about those issues during an upcoming visit here to Washington, D.C. So he's going to just meet with Boehner or is he going to speak? No, I'm sure he'll Congress? be down at the White House as well. I, I, you know, I, I haven't yeah. seen anything announced, but I, I would think that that would be part of any trip here. Though obviously President Obama and Prime Minister Netanyahu have not seen, shall we say, eye to eye on exactly everything. In terms of updates on legislation, we had the first few votes yesterday on amendments in the Senate on the Keystone XL oil pipeline bill. Uh, the way it's looking, I think there's a, I think the Democrats have filed something like 47 different amendments to the bill at this point in time. So I don't know if we're going to have a little fight maybe next week over filing cloture to shut off debate on it and, in a sense, uh, dare Democrats to filibuster the bill. But there should be the votes there to get it done. But this is a perfect example of how long it takes to get things done in the Senate. This bill will probably take about three weeks in all in the Senate just for one piece of legislation that, of course, Democrats say it's a big waste of time because it's going to be but I think uh, Republicans really want to make sure that it does get down to the president's desk at some point soon. The other thing is we start turning the calendar in the weeks ahead. We, the president referred last night, Herman, to his budget, which, as we've talked about, will be delivered on time this year, on February the 2nd, on Groundhog Day, uh, up here to the Congress. That means, really, that the heat is going to start to be turned on the GOP, both in the House and in the Senate. Okay, you're in charge now. What kind of budget plan are you going to put together? And I, I heard that from some Democrats last night as they... Uh, took some jabs at the GOP after the State of the Union address, especially on health care, as we've talked about, by saying, okay, Republicans, you say you want to make some changes, then show your hand on the health care system. What do you want to do other than repeal the uh, the current Obama health reform? And so, you know, these next few months are going to be important ones for the Republicans, not only to fend off a president who's obviously a very, in a very aggressive mode right now, but also to deliver on some of those promises that GOP lawmakers made to their people in the elections last year. I would agree. It's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. One last quick question. What do you think about this ever-expanding GOP feel of presidential wannabes? Well, look, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, to me, I, I don't think that there is a uh, sort of a, you know, it's a, let's compare it real quick to the Democratic side where, let's face it, other than Hillary Clinton, I mean, Vice President Biden today on one of the morning shows, I don't, was he on ABC? I don't know who he was on, but one of the networks this morning, he clearly left the door open to right. possibly getting in. But I don't think anybody really believes he's going to get in right now. But, I, you know, I would put Hillary Clinton as the big one with Boehner there as 1A. I mean, I mean uh, Biden there as 1A. Now, the Democratic field is sort of frozen. I mean, think about it. What if Hillary Clinton said today, yeah, I'm not going to run? Well, I know a lot of people would come out of the woodwork, but there's no big name that would Bigfoot everybody. You know what I mean, Herman? Yeah, yeah. What about Webb in Virginia? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, he can run, but I don't see that as a really an, a, a big possibility. I mean, Jim Webb, I think he was tired of the Senate about a week after he got here. <laughs> And when he left, he clearly, you know, didn't really, it didn't really seem to be into being in the Senate. 
and so it's uh, I, I, I think people look at it as as yeah he can he can run but it's not something that's going to upend Hillary Clinton but look we'll see what happens on the yeah, Republican yeah. side I, you know I think my thought right now is there is no numero uno kind of candidate right. on the GOP side right and so then if you're thinking about it. Whether you're a Scott Walker or a Rick Santorum or, you know, I'm not leaving anybody out, just name them all to yourself. Why not? Yeah. But at the same time, you don't have forever to make that decision. And every day that goes by, the Iowa caucuses are one day closer. And you can't wait forever and, I don't know, wait until summertime. I don't know if that's really possible, especially with all the money that obviously Jeb Bush is going to bring to the table once uh, I think a lot of people believe that he announces he's in the race. Yeah, it's going to be a big money race. And if Webb got sick of the Senate after being there for about a week and he wants to be president, I don't that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. He certainly was a more conservative Democrat who went against his leadership. And that's why I'm not sure he's the alternative to Hillary Clinton at this time. Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show. Breaking news, experience, and insight. Herman Cain brings it to you every day, every day. on the radio and at HermanCain.com. Coming up, more rapid fire on Wake Up America Boulevard. Thank you, Ann.